You were a bit late there, weren't you? I, yes, I, it didn't open quite correctly. Quite correctly. Yes. Well, if only you had practice of opening bottles of beer. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm a bit out of touch. You're a bit touched, is what you meant to say. I'd like to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yes, so this week, month, tri-weekly yep. star alignment, we're doing The Chase, which is the third Dalek story. The third one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not that the, I've d- been the difficult, them now. The difficult third chapter. Yes. And boy, is it difficult. In more ways than six. How many ways? Seven. Brilliant. So, the beer we're doing this week... Uh, see, see the, we obviously thought... The beer we're doing this week is Treacle Stout. So, we obviously didn't think. No, what we thought was... They, they didn't put any effort in, so why should we? So, we've chosen a beer that we just wanted to drink. I think uh, before we start, uh, some apologies. Okay, I'd like to apologise, but first of all, saying in the last podcast that, that this story, The Chase, sounded interesting, because I was wrong. And I may have got some facts wrong, but... Yes, you did get facts wrong. I blame the fact we were drunk. I think that excuses everything, so let's move on. Yes. So The Chase, made June 1965. What were you doing then? I was writing uh, a series called The Chase. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, episode 1, The Executioners. The Doctor is working on the mysterious object he got from the Space Museum and not trying to forget about it like the rest of us are. Uh, Vicky annoys him with whistling before uh, annoying Ian and finally Barbara. Vicky then laments she's useless, she's just noticed. The Doctor finally unveils the Time and Space Visualizer, which can see anything in the past. I'm sure Gav's itching to correct the physics, even as I speak. The Companions, despite being in amongst history for a while now, are incredibly excited to see it in two dimensions. Ian watches Abraham Lincoln, and Barbara watches Shakespeare talking to Queen Elizabeth. Really? She could have just watched Blackadder too. It would have been much better. Vicky trumps them all, though, by putting on the Beatles, resulting in some horrific dad dancing from Ian. The TARDIS eventually arrives at its destination, a planet with two suns. Take that, Tatooine. Vicky and Ian find some rotten substance in the sand, so follow it for some reason. Meanwhile, the Doctor and Barbara have the better idea of sunbathing, until Barbara has to turn off the space TV. Just before she does, she catches a glimpse of the Daleks in what I presume is a Dalek reality show. Oh, they have a time machine now, apparently. Ian and Vicky find themselves in some caves below the surface, because of course they do. A squid menaces them before, uh, above the surface, a storm rages. Slowly, a Dalek rises out of the sand. Episode... Two. Two. Correct. The Doctor and Barbara hide from the Daleks on the surface, which is astonishingly easy. Must be Dalek Steve searching for them, then. Fish people, who appear to be trained at uh, RADA, the Shakespeare School, introduce themselves to the travellers and say they're their Iridians. Apparently Iridius used to be underwater until it evaporated. The, the water, not Iridius. This left the only creatures as the Iridians and the squids, or mire beasts. Presumably they used to appear in Saturday Night Live and do Scottish accents. 
The Meyerbees have taken over most of the Iridians' homes beneath the surface. So the Iridians just wall them up in it. That's one solution. Another is to bomb them, which they also do. Cue a bomb going off near Vicky and, and Ian uh, and leaving him injured. Obviously she wanders off and leaves him. Quite right. Meanwhile, above, some Iridians have been enslaved or made to dig the TARDIS out of the sand. Then afterwards they are killed. Other Iridians take the Doctor and Barbara prisoner at this instance of the Daleks. Despite not even being able to kill squids, the Doctor lets them. Vicky finds the TARDIS before finding the others. Just as they're to be handed over to the Daleks, it's attack of the four-foot squid. They manage to get to the TARDIS and trick Dalek Steve into falling down a camouflage hole. Oh, Dalek Steve, will you ever learn? They dematerialize and the Daleks swear they'll get them next time, Gadget. <laughs> Episode 3 Flight Through Eternity And I think it literally is this. The Doctor and companions celebrate by defeating the trainee Daleks and Ian does more of his ahem, dancing. They stop though when they detect the Daleks have their own time machine. Because who says they don't? It's okay though, they're 15 minutes behind. Kind of like when you watch a David Lynch movie. Also, one of the Daleks appears to be drunk. Also like a Lynch movie. The TARDIS's next location is New York, so crack open the stock footage. Though all the Americans appear to be the victims of, of uh, strokes, judging by the accents. We're at the top of the Empire State Building, because what's more New York than that? A janitor appears to be giving the tour, and one of the tourists, from Alabama, because he can't stop saying he's from Alabama, bumps into the travellers. He then tries to overact them off the screen, but has a <laughs> difficult job with Ian. Oh, this is what the eternity of the title actually referred to. Shortly after the TARDIS disappears, the, the Daleks arrive to talk to the tourists. Suffice to see, I've seen musical routines funnier than this. Seriously. Next TARDIS destination is an old sailing ship, and of course, Barbara is captured for being a stowaway. Can anyone do this type of story without there being a stowaway? Ian's hit on the head again, which is always good for a laugh. Uh, they manage to escape only for the Daleks to arrive afterwards. Rather than shoot everyone, the Daleks drive them overboard, for it is the Mary Celeste. Ah, history. <laughs> the travellers realise the Daleks are closing in on them, and that's a cliffhanger apparently. Episode 4, Journey into Terror. The TARDIS lands in what appears to be a haunted house. Ian thinks Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion is a great place to fight Daleks. They explore, finding skeletons, Frankenstein, and a mummy crossover, Franken-Mummy. Barbara and Vicky meet Dracula, who says the same thing over and over. Ah, catchphrase comedy. The Daleks arrive because they notice the TARDIS only moved in time and space. Is that all? Dalek Steve asks Ian where the Trailers Travellers are before being trapped. The Doctor, Ian and Barbara all run back to the TARDIS and leave without Vicky. No, you were supposed to leave the other two behind. Uh, the Doctor surmises that the TARDIS had landed in human consciousness, but it turns out to be the 1996 Festival of Ghana, cancelled by Peking. Yep, the Doctor's transformation makes as much sense, really. Vicky has managed to sneak into the Dalek's time machine where she finds a robot duplicate of the Doctor. Admittedly, it doesn't look anything like him, but no one cares about that. In the TARDIS, they finally see she's missing, which lands on the planet Mechanus, which is a swamp with a studio floor. The Daleks bring the robot doc online and get him to infiltrate and kill. 
which he repeats over and over. Over cliffhanger. Episode 5. The Death of Doctor Who. Both literally and figuratively, I'm sure. The travellers encounter plants that try to attack them, so naturally the doctor pokes them with his stick. More plants surround them before the studio lights come on and they stop. The Daleks land on the same planet. Vicky sneaks off while they decide that all forms of life on Mechanus are to be treated as hostile. So, like normal then. The Doctor, Ian and Barbara are being followed by Robodoc and find themselves in, you guessed it, a cave! The Doctor has a bomb to use on the Daleks, but can only be used in open space. Vicky is being attacked by a plant when the Doctor and Ian come to her rescue. On seeing the Doctor, she screams in a show-me-where-he-touched-you kind of way, but soon realises he's not the robot. No, the Robodoc is actually telling Barbara that Ian is dead. You know, I like Robodoc. Meanwhile, the others discover Barbara's wandered off again. Robodoc attacks Barbara before the Ian and Doctor arrive. The two Doctors try to convince them that they're original, but Robodoc makes a mistake and calls Vicky Susan. The real Doctor would never make that mistake. <coughs> so anyway, Robodoc ends up over a cliff and others go to sleep to celebrate. The next day, the travellers see a large city which they somehow missed yesterday. The Doctor tries to pretend to be a robot with the Daleks, but they're having none of it. The travellers escape into a cave and a lift opens up with a large, stupid-looking dodecahedron. It's apparently another robot. A mechanoid. Episode... Six. Six. Well done. The Planet of Decision. Just making sure you're watching. Inside the lift, the Doctor finds the robot not very talkative, much like doing a podcast with Gav. They are then taken into a large room. Well, large by 1960s BBC standards. Uh, there they meet Ian's replacement, another human, Stephen Taylor, an astronaut who's been kept as a mechanoid's pet for two years. He himself has a pet, his stuffed bear named Hi-Fi. Seriously, Ian, you're still here? Anyway, the mechanoids are there to terraform the planet, but then they were forgotten about. Can't imagine why. Uh, they find some cable and think about escaping off the roof. The Daleks appearing, though, gives them impetus. Vicky is terrified of heights, so the Doctor blindholds her. That'll help. When they get back to the ground, Stephen is separated from them while the Daleks and Mechanoids battle, complete with animated explosions. Might as well have said pow and kersplat. Ian and Barbara find the Dalek time machine, realising that he can use it to finally go home. But the Doctor is annoyed at this, although he eventually comes round when he realises that Ian will be gone. Ian and Barbara get back to 1960s London and do the tourist things with the Doctor and Vicky watching on their space TV. Yes! I'm finally free of Ian! So that was that episode. Are we doing the next one now? No. Oh, we have to talk about no, this one. this is it. The podcast has ended. Oh, right. Okay. Is it because you're not doing it because Ian's not in it anymore? Yes. Oh, I'm free on so many levels. Well, first thing, though, uh, I thought it was quite interesting. Yes. Not this episode, obviously. But what was quite interesting was that uh, the, the uh, Ian and Barbara have always wanted to go home, and as soon as they can, that they've left. But that didn't really happen since then, because most yeah. companions nowadays, and certainly after that, uh, they they wanted to travel with the Doctor for the adventure and all of it. Yeah, but we all unemployment and inflation and everything these days. You can't blame them. If the TARDIS materialised here, would you get into it? Yeah. 
Definitely. That'd be one way to get rid of me. It's the tourist guy getting rid of it. <laughs> and then just lock the door. Well, if you can organise that. <laughs> oh, just buy like an old police box and put it in the living room. That'll tilt me. It's the doctor. He says he's in there. I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> and then you'll find it's a cupboard. So this is uh, this is the only Doctor Who where the Beatles are in. Is it? Uh, yeah, apparently they they were, they were meant to appear as old men at their at their fiftieth anniversary, you know, in the in the story, mm. but their manager Brian Epstein vetoed it. Did he know something that the rest of us didn't know? What that two of them would be dead before before the fiftieth <laughs> yes. anniversary? Yes, he may have done, including him, in fact. Mm. I don't like that twist. You like twists, don't you? You love all the M. Night Shyamalan movies, don't you? Yes. That, that's, that's, that's the Sixth Sense uh, and Signs and all them. Oh, right. Yeah, I just thought I'd have to explain that to you. Oh, you, were doing, you were doing so well in your last podcast with getting questions, right? Uh, and then you failed this time. I can't be 100% perfect. <laughs> So uh, The Chase was emarked to be the third film in the Peter Cushing type series, but they didn't actually make it. Because oh, right. uh, you because the last I don't think the last one was successful enough. The uh, Invasion of Earth. It wasn't. No. I, 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 I choose to believe that The Chase is shit, so they get <laughs> into a movie. Well, there is that obviously. I want to mind seeing the uh, Peter Cushing version of this. Uh, it couldn't be any worse. That's true. Yeah, but mm, interesting. I didn't know that actually. Well, there you are. Yeah. That's thrown you, hasn't it? Yeah, I learn something every podcast. You do some things more than once. <laughs> Most things more than once. Uh, and speaking of uh, the chase, <laughs> the do we have to? Well, apparently, the original concept of the haunted house in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was as the doctor said that it was like it would, they they appeared in someone's or of the human mind's consciousness or something. Yeah. But Verity Lambert, the producer, didn't think it was conventional enough, so it was changed mm-hmm. to that thing in the future, the yeah. uh, 1996 Festival of Ghana. Yeah, Have we it, had the Festival was, of Ghana yet? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't noticed it. But yeah, it, it was just changed. Into a horror festival type horror, horror festival exhibit. Type horror. It was thing. yes. Which uh, while we know, while we know it was originally supposed to be what he said it was, it's not how he turned out. Which made the doctor look a bit stupid. I thought it did, amongst other things that happened during the story. But you can forgive it because it seems to give it a bit more of a comedy edge. There wasn't enough comedy in this. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough comedy. There were some good comedy mm. bits. There were some good comedy bits, yes. Like whenever well, uh, uh, Barbara was going off to turn the uh, space TV off. Well, before she did that, she could hear it still on. But the Doctor was singing some kind of song at the same time. She said, what's that awful new noise? And he was like, what do you mean awful noise? And I was, thought it was going to be so much better because <coughs> later on, like a few episodes later, the Daleks actually said, what is that noise? <laughs> I, I really hoped he was, they were talking about the Doctor singing. But it really disappointed me. They missed a trick there. But you can't have everything. I think it, also the Doctor in this one, he, uh, 
he said at some point that he had the direction instincts of a homing pigeon. Is this on top of his uh, mechanical speed of his thought as uh, the speed of a mechanical computer done last time? Yeah, and he's on top of that, and he's, uh, he must have only just learned this directional instinct because uh, that would have really come in use the last episode during the uh, space what? museum when they were all lost. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Spur- Spurs Museum. The, the Tottenham Hotspur Museum. Yeah, they went to the Tottenham Hotspur Museum and got lost. Well, I'm sure it's quite big. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and they came across more aliens. So how did they distinguish aliens with dancing? What dan- What do you mean the Iridians? Yeah. What, just because they moved their arms a bit, they were dancing? Yeah. The the move their arms and they dance while they talk. Hey, Ian was dancing. Ian was dancing all over the place in this story. So don't you be complaining about people dancing. He wasn't dancing all over the place. He and was, that was to music. Th- there were two oh, distinct talking. <laughs> there were two distinct dancing incidents that I recall. But but I'm just saying now. <laughs> aliens appear to mean dancing whilst talking. Is the, that's the literal translation of aliens. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, James Cameron, when he was making aliens, it was originally <laughs> going to be the, the, the facehuggers and they were going to dance. There was going to be a huge musical number. Does, does it they come were from to, the Latin ale, dance, and uh, Ian from talking? Yeah. The, the, in uh, in aliens, they had uh, you know the ice huggers that would have that huge musical number, and they were going to use the Monty Python song "Sit on My Face." <laughs> but uh, but Verity Lambert didn't think it was conventional enough, so they had to go with something else. What in aliens? Hmm. She had control in aliens as well. No, I was I was using comedy. Uh, I don't know comedy. No, apparently not. Uh, where are we hmm. now? We're uh, we're still on uh, Doctor Who. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> now this isn't our aliens podcast that we do. Sadly, well, I like. Uh, what do you like? Once again, that uh, Ian uh, steals Barbara's cardigans. He seems to have a war on Barbara's cardigan at the minute. You haven't written Barbara. I've noticed in your notes you haven't written that. I don't care what I've written. <laughs> Say what you read. What what I mean is what I mean. What I write is different. Okay. So what you're saying is Ian has a fetish for Barbara's cardigans. And destroying does, and destroying does he, them. Does he does he smell them while she's asleep? No, he destroys them. Right. He, he hates Obviously, Barbara's cardigans. No, no, he likes them, but he likes them too much, so he has to destroy the evidence. Destroy the evidence. What are you implying there? I'm implying he spunks all over her cardigans, so he can't have her see that, so he destroys them. But he waits till he wears them again. It's a bit <laughs> yes. fetish. That he, yeah, it gives him, that gives him a perverse yeah. joy, you see. I'm happy with that. I thought you would be. I could tell you anything when he and you. Oh, I'm happy with that. Did you know he's left today? He's, he's, he's away. Oh, you, you're not going to be after this. That's it. No more Ian. I, I did see that, yes. Do you want to talk about the time pass detector? We can do if you want. Not really. But yeah, uh, if you sure. want to talk about it, go. All right. Do your speech about the time pass detector. All right. Basically, as was revealed in this episode, the doctor says he installed the time pass 
detector when he built the TARDIS. That's about it. He didn't say that. It did. He said he, he, insta- he installed the time path detector in the ship when he built it. Yes, which, so he could which mean, implies he could when mean, he built he could the mean, ship. He could technically mean the ship or the time path <coughs> detector. Which under standard uh, interpretation of language you would interpret as being the ship that he built? Ah, but you see, they're, they're using... Uh, the, the TARDIS is 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 uh, translating everything, so you can't use standard language, you see, for that. Ah, but is it? Yep. How do we know? Didn't you see that episode? Yes, I know the TARDIS translates, but... Well, you might as well say that the Daleks said that the the Doctor was human in this episode. Didn't they? They said, follow the humans, and when they were referring to them. Well, I missed that missile. Of course you did. <laughs> I can't catch everything. I'm drunk. So, the Doctor's human. He built the TARDIS. Yeah, this is just the movie, isn't it? <laughs> but we, it can all be retroactively explained. Mm-hmm. With a new prize. Yay! Excellent. But it doesn't matter anyway. You spelt Vicky wrong as well. Don't question my spelling. <laughs> Speaking of Vicky, well, I'm not really. Uh, so, Vicky's a fan of the Beatles. Yes, from 400 years in the future or something. What's happened? They're that good. But what happened to One Direction? They went One Direction. To the stars. Yeah. Literally into the sun and burned alive. As good as the Beatles are. They never burned alive in the sun. <laughs> see, that, see, Beatles never did that. <laughs> they never burnt alive in the sun. <laughs> that's, my, that's my litmus test for bands. <laughs> Shall we Some, talk about the accents? Uh, we can do, because I know somebody would like it. Uh, but, but they were quite good in the, the, what the, it, what the third episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, in fact... Right, right here, right here, I'm going to put a little bit of the accents. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the New York accent and Alabama accent, apparently. It's just, I, I can sum it up by saying uh, the, the, the Alabama guy, Morton Gill, I've never wished for a Dalek to kill someone more than I did with that character. Not even Ian? Yeah, even Ian, I that, that guy is more annoying than Well, than that Ian. is some hatred. That is some hatred. He's, oh, he's off. <laughs> And it wouldn't stop. It went on for eternity. And uh, that, that, that Alabama guy, Morton Gill, or whatever his name was, mm. he, he, he was confronted by a Dalek and he just laughed. Is that what he's called? Yep. It is, yeah. Or are you talking I'm about the, the Daleks? Da- is that what they're called? Is that what you meant? Yeah. Uh, I thought they were called robot things. <laughs> you couldn't even think of anything. No, I couldn't <laughs> Your improvisational <laughs> skills are second to none. Or first to none. Or fifteen or to one. Or equal to none. Fifteen to one with William G. Stewart. Uh, annoying. Did you? 
I did. Do you then know I, now? Then I killed him. <laughs> all right. And then you forgot. Then you forgot all about him. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, it gets confronted by the most menacing and evil race in the universe, and they laughs at them, and they don't even kill him. But well, Ian confronts him. No, this this Martin Gilbok. No, that's what I'm talking about. Ian confronted this Morton Gilbok. Is that what you meant? No. Oh. The Daleks did. Oh, the Daleks did. Yeah. I was using comedy again, but I just went I right know. past your comedy. I radar. don't know comedy. No, apparently not. I'm immune to comedy. But not disease. Uh, so Ian, who was hit in the head again, which I did mention I was quite amused by. Yes, he's, I think he's <laughs> been hitting the head consistently for the last eight episodes, I think. I think it's quite funny because he's, he's going to go back to Earth uh, to the 1960s <coughs> and he'll survive six months because he'll die of a brain injury. I, th- I think there's no... I think it's an obvious explanation why Ian has left. He's fed up of getting hit on the head. There's just no need for it anymore. There is every need for it. There's not. I think in the next few stories... Especially when he gets hit on the head by his friends. I think in the next few stories... They if he's not Barbara, he's Vicky. They should have Ian in the next few stories, just in a segment of five seconds, just to go back to her, see what Ian's doing, and he could be hit on the head by various different objects. You've not paid your bus pass. Bang! Yeah. You could throw a bus at him. So, at the haunted house again, uh, I'm not sure what the Franken mummy was about, but he, but he obviously felt terribly ashamed. He wasn't obviously dressed up for a battle. No. Because, uh, yeah, as soon as he woke up, after uh, being dressed in rags, uh, halfway through a fight, he decided to get dressed in his Sunday best. Well, maybe Put on a suit and trousers <laughs> before going to fight the Daleks, as you do. Well, you've got to be dressed for fighting the Daleks. You've, I can't see one. Oh, yeah. Well, I obviously saw Dracula dressed up already. And I thought, mm. well, I better get dressed up then. Oh, it was a jealousy thing. Yeah, because earlier on he saw that grey lady, whoever she was, and I thought, well, she's just dressed like that. I'm just going to wear these 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 rags and uh, and bandages. But then he saw Dracula and thought, well, I better get dressed and wear this. He might have saw the cameras and thought, I'm on film here. Or he might have seen the skeleton and thought, well, he's not wearing anything. I'm not going to put much effort in. Or maybe he knew that that other boy from New York got a part earlier on. So was, I'm going to try and impress these guys. See if I can get a part. Or he's going to put on the Sunday best and he's going mm. to uh, try, try and get... He's trying, going to try and become the new companion. Yeah. That would be awesome. I would like Frank and Mummy as the new companion. He'd do a good job. I think uh, better was. than Chameleon. Uh, and, and who's Chameleon guy? He's one of the fifth Doctor's companions. And what is he? Tell me about... Tell me He's about, a Chameleon. Me, pretend I don't know anything about Chameleon. Tell me about I, him. I know about no, you as do much know. as you, 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 you do. You know about him. Tell me about him. But pretend I don't know about him. Pretend I don't know either. <laughs> I don't need to pretend. <laughs> He's a robot. He is. That can change appearance. He, he can, yes. That's that's all I know. Well done. That's more than <laughs> I thought you knew. You just threw that comedian reference in there and I was like, where the fuck did he get that from? 
Were you reading up today on Doctor Who? Just said, right, I'm just going to I'll pick this and I'll just pretend I plucked it from my brain. I know some things. Not many things, admittedly, but I know enough that when you come across a new species, you don't poke it with a stick. <laughs> That's not first contact. Procedures? Procedures, no. Yeah, you wouldn't see Captain Picard poking things with sticks. <laughs> Maybe you should. I don't know. These aren't decisions that I need to make. This is what the doctor does. Maybe that's where Star Trek's going wrong. Lack of sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I need to poke this with a stick. Does it react angrily? Yes, it does. Let's shoot it then. Yeah, but then you need to control a species. Geordi. You need to control species to poke with a stick. That doesn't do anything when you poke it with a stick. Admittedly, you could have like a table to do that for you. And you need something that you can poke with a stick that would be happy. <laughs> I suppose it depends where you're poking the stick. And indeed, if it is a stick you're using. <laughs> That's what she said! <laughs> this is an episode of Star Trek I'd like to watch. We're doing Doctor Who. But in Doctor Who, they poke things with a stick. Yeah, they do. This is the, why it's good. This is why we watch Doctor Who. This is the fundamental difference between Star Trek and Doctor Who. On Doctor Who, they poke things with a stick, and on Star Trek, they don't. They use mm. tricorders. Yeah. <laughs> they have rules for first contact, and yeah. and the Doctor just pokes things with a stick. And and the secondary directive is don't poke things <laughs> with a stick. Right. We're getting dangerously close to post-atomic horror, so we'll move on. Let's talk about the beer. Yes. It's a, it's a treacle stout, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a local beer as well. Local beer for Made local people. Yorkshire. Do you detect a coffee flavour? Uh, yes. That's all right then. That's the coffee I put in. And there's also a slight hint of a hypno. <laughs> That's the science. How <laughs> that is, is that the science? That's the science. It says here, science and art are used in the creation of these unique English ales. Ah. I want what, the one. What art? I want one that says. I hope I'm drinking the Mona Lisa. I want the one that says. Horoscopes and home economics are used in the creation of this English ale. It's a, it's the sort of beer I can get behind. That it's just stealing things. What's stealing things? This beer. It's stealing things. Yeah. What like? Uh, like science and art. People and are, home economics. Well, <laughs> I don't like it when it steals home economics. Yeah, I, I quite like that beer. It's uh, I do like I do like like chocolate and um, treacle stout kind of things. Uh, I am a I do like stouts. That's my thing. Yeah, I have nothing against a, a stout. Do you have anything against a stout person? Uh, it depends how stout they are. They're about forty-five degrees stout. Forty-six is my limit. And for pints as well. No, it's forty-three for pints. Because once I've had enough pints, I can lean against a stout person. <laughs> and once you lean against a stout person, you can't stop. Once you're stout, you can't stop. Back to the episode. May as well. 
Nobody else is gonna. <laughs> this is the first appearance of the Doctor's screwdriver. I really didn't. I missed that completely. It's okay. It was, it was a literal. It was literally a screwdriver. It was. There's was oh, nothing satisfactory <laughs> about it. It was a screwdriver. He asked Vicky for a screwdriver, and she brought him like a screwdriver. I don't know whether he wanted the cocktail. <laughs> he was quite disappointed that she brought him the tool. But there you are. Maybe he thought this is missing something. A noise. Maybe maybe he likes all the tools he used to have a noise. I think it, yeah. Ian's scared of bats. The, Ooh, the knight, it? the knight of Jaffa, is scared of bats. When, when they suck your blood. You know, no one species of bat sucks blood, and strangely enough, it's called the vampire bat, and, it, and the it sucks. It doesn't suck blood of people. Well, it sucks he's blood. He's not a biologist. It sucks blood How is he going cows. to know which species it was? Exactly, he's not a scientist. This is my point exactly. Instead of biologist. I know, but I extrapolated and used it against you. Well, don't. Why not? It upsets me. If only I had my stick to poke you. Stop saying that. So, the the, the robot doctor, Robodoc, what was the point of that? Um... And why... To waste an episode? What was the point of him not looking anything like the doctor? Why, why even have two actors playing the, the Doctor and Robot Doctor? Well, I, I know the technical reasons. Tell me the technical reasons. Well, because they film everything in real time. Well, they don't really, but yes. Well, as much as possible, with as little breaks as possible, so they have to have actors at other end at studios and in the right locations, and they run to things with as little breaks as possible. So, so they can't have... Uh, William. Tell. William. <laughs> they can't have the doctor running from one end of the studio playing himself in two different places all the time. William Hartnell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be that like it, then yeah. But he really did not look like it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look anything like. It. Why, if he doesn't look like him, do you have close-up shots of him? <laughs> yeah. At least keep it at a distance. Like, like. Two or three miles, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was stick drawing of him somewhere. I think. I think they decided to make this robot duplicate, and uh, they got Dalek Steve to get his likeness. <laughs> <laughs> but Dalek Steve just like got one of like his manager at the McDonald's and said, "Do you want to be the doctor? Do you want to be the doctor for the day?" I was supposed to do this a month ago, but I forgot. <laughs> I asked my mum, but she said no. Because obviously Dalek Steve has a mother. Was he uh, the sunbathing Dalek? I don't know. Who is the sunbathing Dalek? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but there was a Dalek at the end of the... Was it the first episode? After the sandstorm, a Dalek just arised out of the sand. Oh, that Dalek. So what was it? Was he sunbathing at that point? I think that was Dalek Steve. Because he did seem to uh, be out of breath coming out of the sound. Well, it, it, it's not easy to breathe down there. It's not easy being green. Do Daleks oh. breathe? Is this the thing now? Uh, I, yes. Okay. I presume they don't. I can't see why they wouldn't breathe. 
Because yeah, he did play a big part in this episode. <laughs> he did. This is, <coughs> this is his first episode that we noticed him in when we watched it last time. Yes. Many years ago. So is a... Uh, this, was, this was obviously him in training. Yes, Dalek Steve is in tra- st- is still in training at this day because we've seen him. It's like the Police Academy video. movie... Uh, Cadets in training or whatever it is. This is Dalek, Dalek Steve. In tra- in training. I think I think he's already been in the classroom training, and this is him. He's uh, in the field. He's in the field pulling support when he needs it. You know, he has a competency plan to go through, and he has to be signed off for that. So yes. So so one of the things he didn't know, which he probably should have done, is uh, do the Daleks take hostages? Yes, which is maybe he missed that that that, that particular lecture. I'm not sure. <laughs> Is do we take hostages? No, Steve. We exterminate. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> and he had to be reminded to carry out his duties as well. Yes, after Steve had confirmed what his duties were. Yes. <laughs> was that a bitch? And he says, well, do it then. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he's tricked by Ian with uh, with Barbara's cardigan. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and oh god, on, on the sailing ship. And yet followed a sailor overboard into the water. What are you doing, Steve? You are the worst Dalek in history. And he was drunk. Yes, he was drunk later. There was a drunk Dalek. Well, after that, you're going to get drunk, aren't you? <laughs> And then shortly afterwards... At least to try and retroactively create an ex-groups. Exactly. Shortly afterwards, he... Uh, so he's not all that stupid. He, he, he joined McDonald's, I think. <laughs> but let's yes. look at this in another way. This is the third Dalek story, and they're already <laughs> sending up and making fun of the Daleks. <laughs> yes. This is Batman is forever all over. And I believe is uh, also their first use of uh, exterminate. Amongst many other words. Uh, amongst use. all words that rhyme with exterminate. Yes. I think the dice had a thesaurus in this one. Yes, the only uh, eight word they didn't use was uh, evaporate, I think. I think you find they didn't use masturbate. Oh, probably didn't, no. <laughs> Steve <laughs> probably did. <laughs> well, yes, but he's a naughty little dolly. <laughs> You'll be, you want to be careful you get a smack the body. There was eviscerate. Amongst others, there was all the eight words. Uh, The doctor, um, he didn't seem that intelligent for for quite a bit of it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll mention yeah, mention that earlier. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's that's okay. It would change its story. The 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 played it for comedy. Yeah, there's a lot of sleeping in this. (laughs) Yes, I mean this is it's called the chase, and (laughs) there are Daleks out there. You know, mm. at their doorstep all the time, so they have a lot. There's a lot of sleeping for some reason, and especially when they went to the jungle. And this is where we're going to make our second stand against the Daleks because uh, the the they couldn't be bothered with the first stand against the Daleks. But uh, the Dalek situation is in the jungle. But now nah, let's have a kip. <laughs> they've, they've already arrived in the chasing us, but we'll sleep overnight. It'll be fine. They won't find us. So Daleks are stupid. But my uh, favourite bit. Okay. The doctor being upset that Ian wants to leave at the end. 
No, I think he was upset that Barbara was leaving. No. He didn't really give a fuck about Ian. No, nobody cares about Barbara. It's all Ian. No, no, I think you know Barbara's leaving in this story as well. I think we should uh, talk about Barbara leaving. I think we should. I think we should respect Barbara. I don't think we should. Well, I'm not respecting Ian then. Mm. I never expected you to. There's <laughs> not much of a threat. <laughs> But he was obviously upset at Ian. He was talking to Ian, so uh, I don't care. Yes, because if if you uh, if you talk to someone, you obviously respect them. So so robots live on Mechanus. Iridius has a desert. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is, what would Earth be called in this bizarre universe where everything's named precisely for what it is? Idiotus. Idiotus Maximus. Yeah. I don't know. Why why is everything named like that? Yes, we should call this planet Mech- Mechanus, and we shall have stupid mechanoids here that will obviously take off and be as successful as the Daleks. Because I'm, oh, oh, wait, I'm no, telling they're, you, they're rubbish. Terry's gone insane. Terry's gone insane? Yeah. Oh, Terry Nation. Yes. As opposed to Terry's chocolate orange. Yes. He's also gone insane. Is that because everyone's taking his chocolate but, orange? But that's a chocolate podcast issue. <laughs> Chocolate cast. <laughs> Not to be confused with the chocolate cast. Yes, who would listen to a chocolate cast? I, I wouldn't, know. Did Barbara tell the truth today? Yes, yeah, she did, yes. In what way? When when she went on to the, the Marie Celeste, where have you come from? <laughs> Obviously, the truth is better than a made-up story. Someday this will work, but not on this occasion. Where have you come from? Studio C. <laughs> Seriously, I've just come here in a flying time machine. Yeah, I don't understand that myself. So let's, let's mm. well, we've talked about the old companions leaving. Let's talk about the new guy, Peter Purvis. Yes, when's he going to leave? He, <laughs> he, played, he played the annoying guy who I hated. But yet, they managed to actually be normal. And, and play Stephen Taylor, which I quite liked, with his with his stuffed bear hi-fi. Yay! It really, I really want hi-fi to be in all the episodes now, but I don't know, but I don't think he's mentioned again. I hope he is. I hope he is. So yes, I think uh, we we should every week now decide what uh, hi-fi is getting up to in each in each of the stories. Yes, let's see if we can uh, remember that into a uh, future episode. I think we should, because it can be the new Ian moment of the episode. Speaking of... This is the hi-fi moment of the episode. Yes! Speaking of, it's the uh, it's the final Ian moment of the episode. Such a sad occasion. Yeah, can we get on with it? I can only go with Ian's parting uh, words for the series, which goes thusly. Oh, it's great to be back. Nothing seems to have changed. Well, will you wait till we get back to Cole Hills? Hey, how are we going to explain our absence? Yeah, it's a point, isn't it? We'll have to think of something. Better be good, eh? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, two threes, please. Two threes? You must be joking. Where have you been, on the moon? Uh, no, but you're getting warm. Shh. I am tempted not to put anything in there. <laughs> or put. <laughs> but I wouldn't do it.
Well, that's that's very good. Uh, here's the thing. My quote of the episode then is uh, a bit bit of the comedy from uh, from Barbara and the Doctor, and this is what Barbara's good at. So, take it away, Barbara. And shall we have a bonus quote of the Daleks just going mad because it was just good? Yes. It would go, if I were to put such a thing in, it would go thusly. I could probably fill about 10 minutes of the legs <laughs> going mad, but I like that one. Yeah, they did go quite mad in this one, but they just went insane out that bit. I just thought it was worth highlighting. So so what I think uh, of the chase, basically the first two episodes, they were, they were too bad. After that, it just descended into mediocrity. Um, but, the, but the Daleks were occasionally funny in it. Hmm. I think that sums up my thoughts. Do you agree, or have you got different ideas? No, I seem to remember originally enjoying this. No, the first time I watched this, I remember thinking, (coughs) God, this is awful. But then I got tricked into thinking it was good again, and it's not. (laughs) Well, I I like the idea of it, but it wasn't very well executed. I I don't know if I like the idea of it. It has to be really well done, because there's no plot to it. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of chases happening. Well, I like the idea of the Daleks chasing him through time and slowly catching up to him. But in the end, all it turned out that they did was, like, especially in the last, in the middle two parts, it was just a sort of like a vehicle for comedy situations. And goes, yeah, if we're going to get on my ship and we're going to make it turn out to be the Mary Celeste and we're going to get in into a sort of a scary fun house and we're going to get him to think of this but it's just going to be a scary fun house mm-hmm. yeah and we're going to get him on the top of the uh, tower and we're going to give everybody stupid accents the tower the Empire State Building yes not the Blackpool Tower it's, it's the tower <laughs> it's the New York Tower no that's that's something else but let's not go there <laughs> alright uh so that's that. Well, if you want to email... No, you have something else to say? Go. No, I was just going to say, it's just sort of slightly disjointed with the feel of it throughout the whole yeah. six episodes. They did, I mean, the first two parts did feel like a separate story to the rest of it. It wasn't shockingly terrible. But and the cliffhangers were quite rubbish. Yes, they were, yeah. The Daleks are catching up to us like they have done the entire episode. And and the stupid mechatrons or whatever they were called. I can't they remember. were called mechanics, mechanoids. Mechanoids, that's them. Just giant balls with that hugged you to death. That's your nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> giant sweaty balls that hug you to death. Yes. <laughs> Will you please stay out of my bedroom? Uh, no. 
So, <laughs> email us, you can, if you're Yoda, uh, drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. Uh, website's drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com. You can get reviews of other stories there. And on Twitter, we're at drunk time travel. Series 2 is only available on iTunes because, because iTunes, iTunes sucks. Uh, but you can get it on our website. Yeah. That's all of it, ever. all of it, everything. Yeah, even the even the ones we haven't done yet. Plus, that's, you can that's, get that's free time, chocolate. That's time travel. <laughs> you have to go to the Choco Podcast. I hate them at the Choco Podcast. They're always beating us in the ratings. They're our nemesis. Yes, we shall have to uh, eat them. <laughs> we shall have to eat them, mm-hmm. not because they're made of chocolate, but because we're inhuman cannibals. I'm a human coming. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> Good riddance. In the next episode, you'll hear English Gav say... So, the Stephen guy is not Ian, is it? And you'll hear Irish Gav say... Shut up, shut up, just shut up! <laughs>